Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. The Supercoach Team Picker was released last week for Season 2022. We've been going position by position over the last week or so. Stacked them pretty heavily at the end of last week and then uh, we got a little bit busy. So we've only got one more to go. It is the fullback position. So we're going to dive into that today. I'm going to go person by person. Uh, fullback, obviously in a classic and a draft competition, well in a classic you need to pick two of them. Draft competition you only need one. Uh, you can carry two. You want to try and find a fullback dual to have somewhere in your team, in my opinion, to cover that. Thankfully, there are a lot of dual position fullbacks. If you're in a deep league, uh, fullback becomes more and more relevant in the lower leagues, uh, sorry, lower number leagues, not as deep leagues, shallow leagues, I should have said the first time. Uh, Obviously, You only need one starting fullback, and there's still a number of really elite guys. It's when you get into your 12, 14, 16-man leagues where fullback becomes really interesting and really relevant because the gap between the first guy and the gap between the 10th guy it could be 80 points realistically. That's the sort of ability that a Tommy Trevojevic has over other guys, which is unbelievable to think about, but it literally is that sort of a gap. It's probably even more. I think the gap will close a little bit next year, but it is something that you need to consider. Now, I said there are a lot of jewels in the fullback category. A lot of these guys we've covered in CTW. A few of them we've covered in five eights, and even a couple of them I think we've covered in halfback as well. So probably not as much depth to go into today. It has been a couple of days, so we still will mention all the guys. Um, but we will focus more heavily on the fullback sort of fellows. So, number one on the list, Tommy Travojevic, coming in at $1,256,100. A price tag that I just think is too high for classic. Wait until you see the rule changes and they come out. We believe there will be super coach rule changes, so see what happens there. But for me, I think it's too much to pay when uh, I posted on my page the other day, the Whisperer mentioned that you can get a Tedesco and a Pappenhausen for only 200k more than one Tommy Travojevic. For me, that looks like the play or a Latrell Mitchell. There's a couple of guys you can throw in there. We'll talk about them in a minute. But for me, Turbo... Classic-wise, too expensive to start. They have got a tough start of the season. Uh, you know, Turbo could score 100 in each of those games, and he'll 
lose money. That's the sort of guy that we're talking about at the moment with an average of 143. It is unbelievable. He cannot possibly go up. I think you wait a month or so. You wait till those games are done and dusted. See how he goes. Injury rise and whatnot. And then you can make a move onto Tommy Turbo. But I will not be starting with him. For draft competitions, it is simple. If you are number one, you take Tom Travojevic. Don't think about Nathan Cleary. Don't think about James Sesko. Don't think about Ryan Pappenhausen. Don't think about your favorite player, Take Tom Travojevic. It is the KISS principle. Keep it simple, stupid. Don't ask questions. Take Turbo number one, uh, and then put yourself on the box seat to win a Supercoach Premiership next year. Very hard to top Tom Travojevic. Even with the rule changes, I still imagine he will be number one if he plays the whole year. 143 average last year. I, I can't listen to any arguments for not picking him at number one in a draft competition. Number two on this list, James Tedesco, only available at fullback, same as Tommy Turbo. 86.7 average last year. I'm expecting that to go up to about 95 or so. Did a deep dive with the Rubdown boys the other day about Teddy talking about uh, had the benefits of him heading into next year. He obviously gets a heap of players back. The Roosters will be a better side. Luke returns. I've heard the argument that this could take points away from him. I highly doubt it. I think it will only improve him. At 760k, I think it's good little value. I think it'll go up. 10 points or so. You won't be picking Teddy as a money-making machine realistically, uh, but he will make you some coin and he will be solid. I don't think the gap between Teddy and Travojevic will be worth 50-plus points based on the averages that they're priced at at the moment. So love Teddy. Draft competitions, I think he's probably a third pick overall. I'd probably take him after Nathan Cleary. I can understand the argument for taking Ryan Pappenhausen, but I'd probably go with Teddy just ahead of him. But Back your gut in on that one. Latrell Mitchell's our next one. Third fullback. He's coming in at 721,000. I think Teddy, Latrell, Ryan Pappenhausen, you should probably pick two of these three guys to be your fullback in Classic, depending which way you want to go if you're not picking Turbo. Classic-wise, I think Latrell probably has to go 5-6-7. He will pick up the goal-kicking for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, which will be handy. I think they score less points than what they did last year, but he is still gaining goal-kicking. Hopefully, without Adam Reynolds, it means that he is more heavily involved involved in their attack, but once again, I think there will be less scoring opportunities for a guy like Latrell without Adam Reynolds. So I think it kind of balances out. I think he'll be about an 85 average player. You would have to think that the goal kicking, he's a handy goal kicker. He can kick him from anywhere. You would have to think it probably does edge him up a little bit. I believe off the top of my head, Latrell Mitchell is a left foot goal kicker. Uh, The left side tends to be their strong side for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So as much as it's a small thing, uh, they score a lot of their points down the left edge, the harder side for a left footer. You'd rather be a right footer like Adam Reynolds on that side. But Latrell Mitchell, still a premium option there. I think if you can get him at five, six, seven, if you can get him at seven or eight in your draft competition, uh, you're absolutely flying. Huge value there. A guy that can score 100 on any given week with the goal kicking, he could go even bigger. And a team that, whilst I don't think they can win a premiership, they are going to beat the living shit out of a lot of these bottom sides because they've got so much talent, including Latrell Mitchell. Number four, Ryan Pappenhausen at just under 700k, 694k. Uh, fullback only. I He's a guy that I will have in my classic team. I'm already locking that in. He's a guy that I would be happy to take third, fourth. If you can get him at fifth or sixth in your draft competition, uh, you'd be stoked. If you are keen on Pappy and you're sitting at four, five, even six, I'd be pushing the rhetoric of his HIA and his concussion problems, trying to get your hands on him a little bit later. It is a worry. There's no doubt about that. Uh, But I think it's a worry for all players. Obviously, Pappy has had issues in the past. But uh, if you're four, five, six, I think you have done very well to get yourself a Ryan Pappy. Pappenhausen, a goal-kicking fullback 
in a superstar team. Uh, he has great support play. He is the best support player in this football team as well. So, Pappy, absolutely love him heading into season 2022. Our next guy, Nico Hines, halfback slash fullback. We've spoken about him previously. Classic, not a hope in hell. Won't even be looking at him. Draft, I'm also going to leave him, to be honest with you. There's too much mystery there for me. Halfback slash fullback is great. That really helps. Your jewels and everything makes life a lot easier. But where you're going to have to draft him on a 78.2 average, there will be someone in your comp that will get to round two and go, fuck, I don't have a ceiling guy that can go 100 on any given week. They will take Nico Hines. I would advise not being that guy. I think you can spend your second round pick elsewhere uh, with a bit more value there. Clint Gutherson, fullback only, 655,000. I think this is exactly what you get out of Gutherson moving forward. 70-point average or whatnot. Uh, he is everywhere for the Parramatta Eels. He tends to struggle at the back end of season, which has always put me off him a little bit. Uh, but Gutho, I mean, you could do so much worse than him. There's not many fullbacks in the competition that will average over 70 points. I would say Gutho will over an entire season. Uh, you want to check Parramatta's draw and whatnot, just getting his draw, his run home up now to have a look at and just having a look at his scores from last year. Uh, not too many low games, realistically. Uh, the back end, he had 32, 24, 59, 71. Yeah, look, in the last one, two, three, four, five, in the last six games... Uh, he went over 70 once. He went above his average once. So that's what I talk about on the run home. He can struggle. Uh, that was against Roosters, South Sydney, Manly, Melbourne. So it was tougher opposition. There's no doubt about that. So you need to have a look at the Parramatta Eels draw when you're taking Gutho. Uh, for me, it has to be a really good draw for me to go him. I've never been overly keen on Gutho as far as uh, Supercoach goes. I think you guys have always known that if you've been a long-time listener. But you could do much worse than Gutho. There's no doubt about it. Alex Johnson, fullback slash center wing, dual position. We've spoken about him before. I think he scores less tries this year. I think he scored 30-odd tries or something ridiculous like that last year with a 72 average. Uh, when you put it in a vacuum and consider how many points he got solely from putting the ball down, 72 isn't overly impressive. I think that left edge probably drops back a little bit without Adam Reynolds. Uh, so for me, I mean, AJ could still score 22 tries, but if you take eight tries out of an average from 19 games at 72, it's a pretty good whack considering you normally get a line break and a try. Uh, that's 27 points that he's going to lose. 27 times, you know, let's say he scores 10 less tries. It's 270 points less uh, season. So it, it it drops down quite sufficiently over 19 games. So, AJ, I don't mind having the dual position. If you if you think South Sydney aren't going to skip a beat, I like it. If you're going to have Latrell Mitchell or Cody Walker, pair them up with AJ. That's probably your play. But for me, uh, not overly keen on Alex Johnson. They do have a really tough run to start the season. So you would assume that in the back end of the season, uh, it would open up a little bit. I think they play all the top teams in the first six weeks where in a... In a, in a super coach competition, that's where you want them to play. You want them to have the more relevant games at the back end. So there is a little bit of upside to AJ, but I just don't think he's going to get better than last year. And I think that in order to get him, you're going to have to go pretty early. So he's another guy that you really need to watch what happens to the rule changes, the scoring changes, I mean, uh, because depending on what they are, it could be anything. Now, just had a look at the South Sydney's run home. Uh, they play Parramatta, Penrith, and the Roosters in the last th three games of the last four weeks. Probably a red flag for me there. So, AJ, I'll be leaving him. If the changes come in and it means that there's less points for line breaks, tries, etc., AJ will drop dramatically. He could go back to a 50-point um, CTW realistically. So, beware of him. 
Matt Dufty from the Canterbury Bulldogs, fullback only. 68-point average last year. Do I think he'll be a 68, 70-point player? Probably not, but I think he'll be 60 to 65, and I think that if you can time it well with Canterbury's run, I don't think he's a bad low-end punt. Yeah, there's going to be all these stars that are going to go before Matt Dufty. I don't mind him as a gamble at the end. Am I confident he's going to hold his spot? No, I'm not. He could drop out at any moment. But if Canterbury are doing reasonably well, Matt Dufty will be pushing up on everything. I love that they've got Fitala Mariner, Tavita Pango Jr. These are all offload machines. Uh, Matt Dufty pushes up on everything. I will say that about him. He is always alive and alert. So you will collect a couple of points there. He's got a great support play as well. I love that he can link up with the 5-8 now as well, Matty Burton. So Dufty, I don't mind him as a bit of a low value pick after all the big names go. Speaking of big names, Kalem Ponga, 599k. Not bad value there without Mitchell Pierce. It's a no-go for me and I will not be going anywhere near him in my draft competitions. I will let someone else take him. Another guy that I, I don't think he goes in the top 10 anymore. I wouldn't be confident taking him in the top... Uh, he's probably in about the top 15, KP. There will be someone that will be keen on him. Let them take him for me. I'm not interested. Will Kennedy from the Cronulla Sharks, 64-point average, a career-high season. I think he'll still be a 60-point uh, fullback for the Cronulla Sharks. His support play is sensational. Everything was great about him last year. Uh, I'm not overly worried about the moving Nico Hines back there. I think he looks set that he will play halfback 5'8", whatever it might be. So Kennedy, I think he's got the one jersey locked down in the Shire for the season. Val Holmes, fullback slash center wing dual position helps. I won't be looking at him in classic or draft. Not overly keen on him. Um, yeah, I, I just, I don't want to go anywhere near. I don't want to be relying on Cowboys to score tries. If you're going to rely on any Cowboy to score a try, it's probably Val Holmes and the Hammer, but I just don't want to do it personally, so I'll be letting him go through to the keeper. Number 12, Reese Walsh, one of our favourites from last year. We picked him up off the waiver wide, did sensationally. 557,000, probably a guy I'm not looking at in Classic. Too many other good options. I think that's just going to be the blanket rule for the rest of these guys on this list, essentially, as far as Classic goes. 63-point average. I think that probably goes up a little bit with Sean Johnson arriving. I think it'll be great for Reese Walsh. He'll create some real space for him. What Watching him closely last year, Chad Townsend, Sean O'Sullivan, didn't really use Reese Walsh overly well. I think Sean Johnson, he will get much more involved. I think he will go up to a 70, potentially even a 75-point player, Reese Walsh. Needs to lay on points, but I think the Warriors will score plenty. They'll return to New Zealand at some point. There'll be a lot of emotion going into it. Very excited about Reese Walsh. Mentioned it on a podcast the other day with the Rubdown Boys. If you can pair him up with the Dalamantenis, Lesniak, or whoever's on the other wing, I'm shooting a blank at the moment who that'll be. But uh, if you're going to get Reese Walsh or Sean Johnson, I I think you grab Dallin or someone else in that side. You try and get a little combo going there. Jordan Rapana, he is center wing slash fullback. Obviously played some one last year. 63-point average. I think that will drop down next year. I'm not confident on the Canberra Raiders. I think he got a lot more base stats when he was playing fullback. So I think it's a little bit over the top there. Rapana, I won't be looking at him. I've never been overly keen on him. I don't think he's the super coach superstar that people talk about him being realistically. Joey Manu, 61.5 average last year. 539k center wing slash fullback which always helps. You get a little bonus throughout the year when Joey Manu shifts into fullback. Occasionally, he'll play 5-8. That's really where you get your value out of Joey. I think this Roosters team is just so star-studded. Uh, but he's another guy that, for where you have to draft him, I probably won't go near Joey. If you told me he was playing fullback or wing for the entire year, I'm very, very interested, even 5-8. But I think there's too many options in that side for him not to play center. And uh, yeah, sometimes he just doesn't bring himself into the game. He waits for it to come to him, which I understand. Uh, but super coach wise not overly keen on him. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. AJ Brimson, fullback slash 5'8". We've spoken about him before. I don't like the positional change personally. I think he drops his points down. He will still have 100-odd games here and there where he brains it. But over a whole season, I won't be going near AJ. Tessie News, similar situation at the Brisbane Broncos, playing fullback. Is he safe there for the entire season? I don't know. I think he will have first choice. Uh, He doesn't really pass overly well left to right. He tends to run. We like that when guys are a little bit selfish like that. He's got great tackle break ability, a great sidestep. He generates points left right and center. A good low-end value guy. Center wing slash fullback as well really helps. Won't be looking at him in classic. But draft, I don't mind him. 58-point average. He gets really good base stats with attacking upside. Corey Thompson from the Gold Coast Titans. You know he's going to get here. You're going to get a 55 center winger. I'm a little bit worried about the Titans in general. I won't be going near too many of them. Same as Jaden Campbell. We've seen a very small sample size. It looks very impressive, but I just don't trust this Titans team. Dane Laurie from the West Tigers. Be aware here. Second year syndrome can affect some players. 57 average last year. He was sensational. A lot of people had him in classic. Obviously, won't be looking at him in draft. I think I'll probably let someone else take him as well. 57 average considering how well he played. Uh, I think he probably should have got a little bit more, to be honest with you. But a low-end guy, if you're stuck without a fullback and you end up with Dane Laurie, I don't think you're disappointed. Jermaine Asako, love him. Don't think he's going to have a spot, though, so ignore him. If you get some sort of inclination that he might play, on the right wing or the left wing, then have a look at him. But I think he's on the outside at the moment. He's a good guy in your competition to keep as an AE. You keep him on your bench. He covers center wing and fullback. Uh, if there's an injury at the Broncos or suspensions or one night, he could come in. And then all of a sudden, you got yourself a 50, you know, 50, 55 point CTW. It's a pretty good back line to be in this year, in my opinion. And he could goal kick as well. So he's a good little smoky to keep on your side. Dylan Edwards, fullback solely, 56 average. This is what you'll get with Dylan. You will get occasionally a 90. You'll never get under 40, essentially. That's just who Dylan Edwards is. Solid. I want more upside out of my fullback, though. If you're left with your dick in your hand with no other option, Dylan Edwards, not a bad pick, though. Uh, Scotty Drinkwater, don't trust Cowboys. Love Drinkwater. Fullback slash 5'8", great jewel. Not overly keen on him. Let someone else take this punt. Dallin Matenis Lesniak, we spoke about him with the Rubdown Boys and in CTWs the other day. Really do like him. Love that you can play him at center wing or fullback. Will he be my first choice fullback? Not a hope in hell, but he's great cover to have in your draft side. And... As I said before, you want to pair him up with SJ or Reese Walsh. Tyrell Sloan, center wing slash fullback. We spoke about him the other day. From memory, base stats are a little bit of an issue. Uh, obviously, he scored really well when he was playing for the Dragons. He, he's got a great attacking game, but... With a base of 22, a little bit of a worry. Had a couple of good games. The, the last two games of the season, he went 91-95. That was against the Cowboys and a weakened South Sydney side from memory where there was a lot of points scored. So I think 90 is probably ceiling realistically. The other games, he went 35 55 and 43. Now, he scored a try in every single game of his career so far. That's five tries in five games. Uh, and he's got an average of 60. So... 
If he doesn't score a try, uh, you're in a bit of Barney. He did score a try against the Canberra Raiders, played 80 minutes, scored 35. So Tyrell Sloan, I think he could lure a few people into a trap there realistically. I think the 40 to 50 mark is more going to be his realm when he doesn't score a try. Even sometimes when he does score a try, you're getting 35. A few weeks later against South Sydney, he scored a try, played 80 minutes, scored 43. So bit of a trap. Let someone else take him for mine. Uh, let's have a look. Stephen Crichton needs a try to score 50 points. He's going to score a lot of tries for the Penrith Panthers, though. But do not pick him early thinking, I've got myself a gun here. You don't. He needs tries to be relevant. Charles Nickel Clockstad at fullback, 426K. Decent little value here. Uh, not good enough as a footballer to probably push anyone out of your classic side or anything, but you could get good value here from Charles. If he ends up playing center, like we're hearing the rumors going around, it's an absolute huge miss from me. Doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. I'd be leaving him. Uh, but he's a guy that, yes, he can score 60s and 70s, but he can also quite easily go in the 40s. So... Yeah, if you're going to get him very late, I understand it, but, you know, a bit of a punt. Nick Meany, I don't think he'll be overly relevant. Hammer, Hammer, you are looking at a 20-point score or a 100-point score. You roll the dice every week. If he was in a Roosters side, I'm very interested. He's in the Cowboys side. It's a no from me. Tex Hoy, don't see him being overly re- relevant. Matty Moylan, don't see him being overly relevant as much as that kills me to say. Bailey Simonson, not a bad player. Uh, I think he will start on the wing for the Parramatta Eels. Uh, Parramatta do tend to score a lot of tries down their edges. I think base stats will be an issue with Bailey, just getting his uh, stats up now. Yeah, 23 base stats he averages, not really standing out to me, especially when he's on the wing. Yeah, I think he's gone over 30 base stats very rarely. Uh, scored, what, three tries last year? Four tries? He scored three tries against the Melbourne Storm where Jack White put him over some. Scored 106. If you're scoring three tries in the modern game, I probably want you going a little bit higher than that realistically. So uh, not interested in Bailey Simonson in this new team. Think he will be in the starting team but not confident. Peter Hicku playing for the North Queensland Cowboys. This is one guy that I think you can get a little bit of value in uh, for the Cowboys. Now, is he going to be a superstar? No, he's not, but he's got good base. He's got 30 base stats a game. Uh, When he's playing center last year, he went base stat-wise 29-42-31-27. Really solid, Uh, but he can sometimes only come up with base stats, and that's it. So very, very late guy. I'd be happy to take him. He's your fourth center week in a deep league. I could cop it. Charlie Staines, no thank you. Rocco Berry, love Rocco Berry. Fullback slash center wing helps out. Supercoach wise, though, uh, I'm a little bit iffy on him, realistically. He's good value, though. If he lands that right center spot, all of a sudden we're in business, but you have to see where Rocco Berry lands. Selwyn Cobbo, fullback slash center wing, dual position, fantastic. Looks like he's going to be playing outside Tony Stagg, some of the best real estate in rugby league. Really like the look of Selwyn Cobbo heading into next season. He's one that has to be in every classic side at CTW, and I think you should be seriously looking at him as far as your draft teams go. Could he spend time in reserve grade? Yes, I think he could. I think there's a really good chance that he goes back and forth a little bit, but I think he plays 15 to 20 games in first grade this year. Mozambai, no thank you. Xavier Savage, don't think you'll have a spot in this Raiders team realistically. Cody Ramsey, not keen on him. Don't think he has a position. Corey Allen, don't think he has a position. Joseph Sawalik, fullback slash center wing. Don't know if he has a position for round one, but I think by the end of the year, he will be a regular in this Rooster side. He will be absolute gold. You might have to be patient with him, but I think you'll have a 50 to 55 center winger when Joseph Sawalik really finds his feet in first grade. Came in last year, didn't brain it like we all sort of anticipated, but I thought he really held his own, and I think there was a couple of touches there that showed he is going to be really classy. Base stats, 
They're between 20 and about 33. So that's what you're getting. He had three scores in a row last year, 32-22-24 against the Gold Coast. Penrith Panthers and the Melbourne Storm. I think with this full squad around him, he will score a lot of points. He'll be a kick target for Luke Keary as well. So plenty of upside, but don't break the piggy bank on him. Hayes Perham, fullback slash halfback. Great jewel to have. Bit of a pain in the ass though, because he's not going to be a premier guy in either of them. Uh, it's good cover, but I'm not sure how he's going to be used realistically. It could become a headache. Jake Granville, hookers, uh, hookers, hookers, unbelievable. Hooker slash fullback. Um, yeah, I don't think Granville will be relevant. I don't think he'll be in the starting 13. I think he'll be on the bench. Yeah, just I, I, I think you just let him go. Blake Taff, I think he'll be Jersey 14 for South Sydney long term. He'll start at fullback for the first few rounds. Played five games last year with a 30-point average. Really found his own in the back end. I just don't think he'll be relevant enough as far as positions go and everything. So it's probably a leave from me, to be honest with you. Yeah, the base stats aren't there when he plays 80 minutes anyway. He's averaging like 20 base stats. So Blake Taff, that's a miss for me. Who else have we got here? Albert Hopawade. God, I'd love to see him kick on. Don't know if he will. Bailey Hodgson up there at the Newcastle Knights. Fullbacks are center wing. One to keep an eye on. Uh, you got Kula from the Manly Seagulls. I reckon he's faster than Jason Saar, but I don't know if he gets a spot in this team realistically. And that is all your fullbacks, guys. So plenty of options there to go through, a heap of fullback options, but you want to get one of those top-tier guys. If you don't get one of those guys, leave it late. Go for a Dufty, go for a Chance, go for someone with a little bit of upside, probably not Chance, more a Matt Dufty sort of guy, a Selwyn Cobbo, maybe a Sawali. Go with some upside later. If you don't get one of these top guys, don't shit the bed and go early on someone that you don't want or someone that isn't worth the value of the pick you're going for. But I would say you want to get one of these four or five guys at the very top. There's a couple of the goal kick as well, which is extremely handy. Uh, Turbo, Pappy, Teddy, Latrell. These guys are the gold mines heading into next season. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 